When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. November 2nd, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a last few days it's been in the world of college football recruiting. We had a situation where Florida coach Dan Mullen told reporters during his Monday availability that he didn't want to talk recruiting during the season. That was very interesting. Washington coach Jimmy Lake also had some notable remarks when he said that the Huskies battle more academically prowess teams than Oregon on the trail, which I'm sure is going well uh, or going over well in Eugene. There was another coaching move this time in the Big 12 as TCU and Gary Patterson go their separate ways. You can actually see a long form by national recruiting editor Brandon Huffman over at 24-7 Sports, where he tracks all the college openings sorted by recruiting attractiveness. And we also had a flip in the state of Texas as Katie four-star wide receiver Nicholas Anderson changed his commitment from Oregon to Oklahoma to give the Sooners another high-quality pass catcher in the 2022 class. But on today's show, we will be heading to the Big Ten, which featured perhaps the most entertaining matchup of the weekend as Michigan State came roaring back against Michigan to retain the Paul Bunyan Trophy. A long list of recruits were there, and we are glad to be joined by Corey Robinson. He's a recruiting analyst for SpartingTailgate.com, the Michigan State site on the 24-7 Sports Network, to discuss Sparty. Corey, how are we doing? Uh, great, man. Just coming off of a, a crazy weekend here out in East Lansing. And like you mentioned, uh, there's a ton of recruits here and just uh, you're starting to see that brand that Mel Tucker came in with starting to take a lot more shape. So it's exciting times out here. Yeah, it's been a surprise. I think I'd, I'd be safe to say that, right? I don't know if a lot of people expected Michigan State to be on this platform or on this stage this early in the Mel Tucker era. Obviously, you know, he missed out from a recruiting standpoint on that honeymoon period that coaches get once they arrive at a new school, given the pandemic, given the restrictions on in-person recruiting. But now I think he's making up for some of that lost time, getting results on the field and then getting recruits on campus and really shooting up the charts. You know, this is a program right now uh, that is, I think, you know, top 20 nationally, number 18 in the composite team recruiting rankings, number four in the Big Ten. And, you know, I think the the more frequent you look and the more you see them going after top targets, it's really impressive that they're able to get some of these prospects on campus now. Yeah, I agree. If you look at uh, even June once it opened on June 1st and the the level of players that they've gotten since then, now that they could kind of see the culture and the energy in the program, he's got four of the top 10 in-state kids sent. And I think uh, all four of them happened like after the, the dead period ended finally. So they were able to get it because when you got here, I mean, 
the previous coach, Mark D'Antonio, he had a ton of success, but he did it a different way. And then he kind of the last few years fell off a little bit with the recruiting and all that. So he had to kind of rebuild what Michigan State was in a lot of kids' eyes. And that that was really hard to do in the pandemic because they couldn't see it. So when you had a uh, they would do a great job of identifying a kid, getting an offer out to them, all of that, do the Zooms with them before a lot of teams. But then Alabama or Georgia or one of these big teams that now he can kind of have a better battle with uh, could just come in and swoop them away because they're Bama to that kid. So you he couldn't use his culture to definitely sell it the way he is now. And then uh, just like how you were mentioning at the beginning with the Florida coach, Dan Mullen, not wanting to talk about recruiting uh, because it was in season at Michigan State under Mel Tucker. You're literally talking recruiting every single day. That's part of every coach on the staff's job is they set aside an hour as a group where they all kind of talk and say, this is what we're thinking, do this. And then obviously reaching out to all the kids, like the energy level is what has really helped them sell this thing for for a new staff specifically right when you get on campus and you start to turn a program around it starts with an identity on the field but it, it starts yeah. with uh, kind of having uh, one linear idea when you're recruiting right you're evaluating and you're recruiting a specific type of recruit from covering Mel Tucker and and this staff's uh, kind of approach what would you say that idea is right now early on in this era uh, as you're talking as far as like the the type of recruits he targets or yeah, like size I would, and athleticism. I, yeah, I would think so, right? Because, you yeah. know, it, for a period here, I think Mel Tucker has to prioritize and target a specific yeah. type of recruit to help him turn this program around and continue to move it in that trajectory where it's at right now. Then once you start to turn in some of those big wins and, you know, maybe put a, a trophy in the case yeah. or win, you know, the conference or whatever it may be, then you can go out and maybe recruit a different level of recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. So what he does is very similar to Nick Saban and we're not talking stars where obviously that's different trajectories right now, but Nick Saban has a very specific size chart for each position, arm length, athleticism, speed. So Mel Tucker would go find those guys that fit into those categories where maybe they're not the finished product like you're seeing at Alabama, but they have that ceiling where they you know they're a six foot six tackle where before it was a six foot four tackle here a lot of times uh or you're seeing you know every position is grouped the same way that uh nick saban did it but as you mentioned you know you can't just go walk into the living rooms and pull five stars so his thing was you would find the guys that fit the measurables that love football uh that was a big thing for him he really made his coaches try to get inside the kid's head to see how much they love the game, stuff like that. So like the, he, he uses the formula and as the brand and the wins add up, then you can start getting closer to the more of those finished product type of guys. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And, and you know, like you mentioned, once you start getting some of those results, you can get into different living rooms and you can get different meetings and different visitors on campus. And But it all starts somewhere. And I think obviously Mel Tucker has a good thing going there. And, and East Lansing, the way he's been able to, to kind of reboot that program, obviously highlighted but by this past weekend's big win against Michigan. We are joined by Corey Robinson. He's a recruiting analyst for SpartanTailgate.com. That's the Michigan State side 
website on the 24-7 Sports Network. You can follow him on Twitter at C underscore Robinson 247. Corey, big win for Michigan State. Obviously, recruits were there uh, on campus. What were some of the names? What were some of the players that were able to take in that that really cool atmosphere, which I think really popped out on, t- on television? The biggest one, both physically and in terms of uh, talent level, would be Indiana five-star offensive tackle Keontae Goodwin. Uh, he's a guy that, I mean, six foot eight. I think he's listed at 300 on our site, but I think he's probably closer to 320. Just he makes big people look tiny. He was the biggest one. They they were able to get, he's currently content, or committed to Kentucky right now, but they were able to get him up for an unofficial visit in June. And then now again, he took another unofficial on Saturday to check the game out. So he's the big one for sure. And then uh, he's probably down to Kentucky, Alabama, Michigan State. I think Ohio State and uh, Michigan are there, but I think they're probably on the outside of that top group. He had told me yesterday that he's going to come back in December, most likely, and uh, take his official to Michigan State, which will give them the last at bat in his recruitment as far as officials go. He was at Alabama last week the weekend before he's at Kentucky this coming weekend. And then he has planned officials the next weeks to the university of Michigan and uh, Ohio state. So that will give them the last bat there. The big thing for him there is playing time and then his relationship and being comfortable with the coaches. So he's got a great relationship with uh, head coach Mel Tucker and then the offensive line coach, Chris Kapilovich. Uh, he's real close with him. Uh, those guys have maintained contact even after he had committed to Kentucky in April. But all of that was before the the dead period and kind of Michigan State's resurgence. Uh, another guy was uh, Ryan Coretta, a, a 2023 offensive lineman out of Ohio. 65310 kid. I think we're pretty close out here in the Midwest to put in a crystal ball for him to Michigan State. He's been on campus, I think, five or six times since the dead period ended in June. That's another kid, a guy that you're really familiar with, uh, 2023 out on the West Coast. There's Caleb Presley. He actually took a two day visit uh, in East Lansing so he could check out the game and then he stayed the extra day so he could spend more time with the coaches. For him, Obviously, distance is a thing, but Mel's shown an ability to kind of make up for that. I think he'll probably come back out for some more visits. He was telling uh, one of my co-hosts and on one of my podcasts and at Spartan Tailgate, uh, Justin Thin, he's telling him that he sees himself coming back out here and visiting. And then just uh, Josh Mickens, a lot of top kids in the state of Michigan were there. And just everybody that was there was just wowed by the game itself. But the Michigan State fans, the atmosphere is what really stuck out. That's probably the loudest I've ever heard the stadium in at least 10 years. And that's covering some really good teams. And I don't even think it was that loud. It's pretty wild scene. So all of those guys really soaked that up. And then, of course, the coaches, they do a good job when they get the kids on campus and really show them a lot. They have a great support staff with the recruiting. So definitely have made some big, big waves there. And then even a kid that wasn't there, Caleb Coley, we had just put in crystal balls for him to flip from Vanderbilt, a a six foot two cornerback out of Georgia, had a Clemson offer where he actually, they had him come up for a visit in June. It was an unofficial, as you guys know, Clemson doesn't do the, the summer officials where they were actually pretty interested in him too. But Michigan State just stuck with that recruitment 
kept uh, chopping, as I guess Coach Tucker says, and uh, I expect that he'll they'll get that flip here soon because he had announced that he's decommitting from Vanderbilt tonight when we recorded this podcast. So a big, yeah. big weekend. Yeah, absolutely. 20 commitments right now for Michigan State. Uh, among those are five four-star prospects. And that, that leads to my next question. With this program playing the way it is, with the trajectory the way it is, with Mel Tucker showing, you know, kind of that that quick turn ability that he's shown in East Lansing, you know, our guy Steve Wilfong likes to call it spatula season and it's coming. Corey, do you feel like Michigan State could be one of those schools that breaks out the spatula repeatedly here heading into the stretch run before the early signing period in mid-December. Yeah, definitely. I think you're going to see a lot of a uh, lot of possibilities there. I had mentioned Caleb Coley just a second ago. Keontae Goodwin was another one. I think Michigan State's right in that with uh, Kentucky. Some people like Bama in it, but Keontae is a kid I've talked to a lot, and I think clear path is not necessarily a clear path because you got to earn it, but it's easier, obviously, to see playing time as a true freshman at Michigan State than Alabama on the offensive line. That's not a mystery. Armani Winfield, the Texas wide receiver who's currently committed to the Longhorns, he came in June pretty quietly for an official visit. Then he came back for unofficial for the Western Kentucky game. Uh, I think Michigan State really likes their chances there. They had Zion Young, a defensive end from Georgia. He's currently committed to West Virginia. He was on campus Saturday, took in the game, told Steve Wiltfong that he's got a lot of thinking to do with his coaches and family because Michigan State really showed him some things and opened his eyes. So, yeah, it's definitely flip season for sure in East Lansing and Mel. He's kind of used to those battles being down in the SEC and then just taking all of that experience and putting it with the success that you've had up here this season. It's made it pretty easy. I have a lot of recruits that uh, Michigan State really wanted early. They might have went somewhere else, and then they reached out to me, and they're like, man, I really should have took that Michigan State one because now they know it's too late because the coaches had told certain ones that, hey, we filled up with this other guy, so we can't take you anymore. Yeah, 100%. And Mel Tucker obviously has that kind of, you know, kind of that attitude. And and he's been in a way shaped by his previous stops. Uh, I think he's gathered a lot of knowledge in recruiting, uh, recruited different areas of the country. And that was going to be my last question, Corey, before we go is, you know, I think there was some skepticism or maybe some criticism about Mel Tucker and his approach once he arrived in East Lansing to, to, to take this national, right? To go in a national uh, approach in recruiting and try to get prospects from all corners of the country. And he's been pretty successful in that here in the 2022 class, going out to the state of California for his quarterback, a four-star prospect, Caden Hauser, who they flipped from Boise State. They have a couple commitments out in Arizona. They have a commitment in the state of Colorado, which by the way, it's interesting because he left Colorado for that Michigan State job. And, and it seemed like maybe he burned some bridges there, but you know, it hasn't really shown in recruiting because he went out there and got one of the best offensive lineman prospects there in Barrett Miller. But, you know, and, and he goes out to Georgia. He's going out to Texas. He's going out to Florida. He's going out to other places in the country where he has some of those ties yeah so when he he got hired i had so many people in the fan base they were so used to the d'antonio way where i mean the whole roster almost was made up of michigan ohio illinois a little bit of indiana and every now and then 
couple East Coast guys and they're like, oh, this isn't going to work at Michigan State. This isn't going to work at Michigan State. And then you add on his very strict height requirements at each position and all this. They're like, no, it's not going to work. And now you get all of those same people. They're like, man, you're right. This is actually working. He's getting the guys with the size and speed that he wants. He's getting them from all over the country. And even they're getting excited about that now. But that was just the beginning. Now you're starting to see you know, Armani Winfield, that's, I think he's a top two, four, seven kid in the country out in Texas, Kayton Hauser. Like I know we've talked about him in the past. I'm very impressed with him and what his ceiling is here and just what he's going to bring to the table. So I think a lot of people had some doubt at the beginning, just because they hadn't seen it happen here, or at least not since maybe Nick Saban was here and he wasn't here long enough to, to really solidify what he was going to do, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely a different program. Both the guys obviously had a lot of success here. Mark D'Antonio's the the best coach in the modern era at Michigan state since Duffy Doherty, but he did it a different way than Mel. And now, now you're seeing Mel kind of go with those same principles because D'Antonio also was a Saban guy. So he had a lot of that, but he didn't necessarily have that same recruiting mentality that Saban and Tucker have. So it's, it's definitely a change from what a lot of the people out here were used to. And they're all really on board and excited for what's next because they all know it's the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Michigan state getting it done, not only on the field, but in recruiting as they continue to rise in the rankings and bring in some top recruits on campus to try to maybe do a little flip season here, uh, spatula season as Steve Wilfong likes to call it. Uh, You can follow it all over at SpartanTailgate.com. It is the Michigan state site on the 24 seven sports network and Corey Robinson. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you reaching out and bringing me on here. All right. That is Corey Robinson. You can follow him on Twitter at C underscore Robinson 247. Remember, if you like the show, please help us out. Give us those five stars, subscribe and leave a review and stay locked into 24-7 Sports for all the latest buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team as we enter the stretch run here before the early signing period next month. For Corey Robinson and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. 